0: Welcome to Ghouls Night Out with your hostesses, Brandy and Jody. Hello, beautiful ghouls. Welcome. This is Brandy. I'm here with my sister, Jody. Hello. So, I have a stupid joke. Okay. What do you call a cheap circumcision?
1: Neutering? That's a ripoff. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, ow. <laughs> Sorry, any males that are listening. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> okay. Now I have, people
0: are sharing the worst home meal m- meals that they have ever been served. Okay. First one, we, a family of four, were invited to a friend's house for dinner, uh, spaghetti bolognese. When we arrived, she said she decided to try making pasta for the first time and thought it would be fun to make together. She made 500 grams of pasta dough, then proceeded to cut the dough ball in half and freeze half of it for later, leaving only 250 grams of pasta dough to make spaghetti for seven people. Oh my God, I don't know how much. It's not that much. If you make a ball of dough, it's probably, you know, and she cut that in half.
1: Oh, that's not
0: good. Yeah, my concerns were about not being enough to go around. Were brushed off, so every bowl got a very small amount of pasta. Then she brought out the quote unquote bolognese they had made before we arrived. It was essentially ground, browned ground beef with a little pinch of rosemary. Ew! They didn't add tomatoes or bouillon or garlic, salt, pepper, basil, or anything because they were also going to feed it to their baby. So we had two or three forkfuls of pasta and browned beef each. There were no sides and no cheese. Luckily, she lived near a McDonald's. Oh, my gosh. People are dumb. What the hell? I know. Like, what was she thinking? She obviously, because it it does take a shift of your mind to cook for more people than you're used to yeah but you have to make that shift in your mind yeah
1: exactly that doesn't
0: even sound like enough for like a family of four yeah i know i don't think it would have been oh my gosh next one i grew up thinking i didn't like vegetables after moving out and learned to cook i went home for a meal i watched my mom put a pan of chicken breasts in the oven and immediately after pour a bag of mixed vegetables into a pot of boiling water She let this bag of diced corn, peas, and carrots boil until after the chicken was done. The vegetables were indistinguishable by taste. Oh, yeah. No wonder you don't like vegetables. Gross. Okay, listen to this one. My mother-in-law, bless her heart, made stewed, stewed green beans, which means she takes canned green beans, dumps them into a saucepan, and cooks them for three to four hours until they are mush. I believe she put some kind of margarine in the pan, but no seasonings or anything like that. Yeah. Well, you can cook green beans and let them simmer for hours. Well, yeah, but you put, like, ham or... Well, yeah, I mean, she obviously didn't do it right, but I don't think the amount of time... Maybe she left them on too high, like, boiled them for hours or something? I don't know. Cause if they turned into mush, she did something wrong. I didn't know you could turn <laughs> green beans into mush. That's why I'm thinking she probably like literally boiled them for hours. Ugh. Next one, my uncle was grilling burgers and hot dogs. He sprayed the grill with some cooking oil or Pam and also sprayed the tops of the burgers and hot dogs. Well, we went to eat and they tasted funny. Turned out the spray uh turned out the spray was grill cleaner. Oh. So far, we are all still alive. Oh, my gosh. Gross. Why would you spray that on the food anyway? I don't know. Gross. I
1: wouldn't, no. but...
0: Uh, next moment when I had my first apartment, there was a nice couple about my age living right above me. The guy and I chatted a few times, and at one point, we all decided to have dinner together, which turned into sort of a potluck. His fiance made fried chicken, quote-unquote, by tossing chicken in plain flour and then baking it. They came out of the oven with loose white flour still on them, and every bite threatened to send me into a choking fit due to inhaled flour. That's so gross. That same night, I furiously Googled how to bread chicken and learned the process of dredging and breading. Thanks for the learning experience, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm never making fried chicken that bad. She was obviously confused about how to make fried chicken.
1: Yeah, well, first you have to fry it. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's, that's a very um, important step. <laughs> Next one. My brother invited his then-girlfriend over for some ham, beans, and cornbread for dinner. As they're dishing up the beans, he tells her that it's okay if they taste a little funny. He accidentally left them sitting out for two days, and they got a little mold on them. So he <gasps> scraped the mold off, and then he stirred in some bleach to make it safe. <gasps> she ordered a pizza and still married him after that. Oh my gosh!
1: <gasps> Hopefully, she didn't let him cook again. Hell
0: no! Oh, he just put bleach. some bleach in it. Oh yeah, my right. God. What an idiot! Why? 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 I know. <laughs> Ah, stupid. Next one, I knew someone who thought that adding too much salt to food was her, quote, perky or quirky personality trait. Did you say porky? I said perky. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) That's quirky and personality put together. Oh, okay. Uh, She added so much that it was like sand in your food. No one ever ate anything she made, which was hardly a surprise. One time, she was at someone's house, and she dumped the whole box of salt into a pot of soup. The guests went to eat it and everyone spit it out. Well, yeah. Yeah, gross. What an
1: idiot. Not to mention, it's not good for you. Yeah, that's, yeah.
0: Uh, Next one, my own. I was trying to make a veggie chili with tempeh, dark chocolate, and beer. I watched a few videos and read a few recipes and felt confident. However, I accidentally oversalted the dish, so to compensate, I tried to add more chocolate. I wasn't thinking too clearly and added about ten times the recommended chocolate amount. Ew. It ended up being thick chocolate stew. Ew. Gross. When I was little, we went over to my grandma's friend's house for a party. I made my way over to the stove because I was a nosy kid and wanted to see what was for dinner. There were all these glorious items, mashed potatoes, a roast in the oven, gravy, pie, and cookies... Then I saw the sink. One side of the sink was full of pasta, peas, cheese chunks, red peppers, and a white sauce, and it was just all mixed together in the sink. The other side of the sink was full of uncut fruit and dirty dishes. Now we come early because my grandma's going to help her friends set up everything, so I run out to where they were and said, Grandma, there's pasta in the sink. Do you want me to throw it away? Her friend said, no, sweetheart, that's sink pasta. That's how you make it. Oh, my God. I looked over at my grandma, mortified. Since she raised me and we were always in the kitchen together, she drilled me about the cleanliness with cooking. The sink was always considered very dirty, even if it was clean. A blueberry fell in the sink. It got rewashed. That's just how grandma was. Sink equals dirty. I just couldn't get over, in my kid brain, freaking out about how gross the sink was. People seemed to really enjoy the pasta, but I spit it out. That upset the host, but I just told my grandma I could taste the sink and cried. <laughs> she didn't make me eat more. In fact, she didn't have any. Some of the other guests started asking questions why I said the pasta tasted like the sink and when it was in a bowl. It was transferred to a bowl before the guests showed up. So the host had to explain the sink pasta, and people didn't touch it much after that. Sink pasta? I know! What? what the fuck? What? Who? That's probably her, how her grandma made it, because they didn't have giant mixing bowls back then. So, I would assume, right? I don't know. Oh my god. Sink pasta? That's so gross. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> If I ate something and then they were like, oh, yeah, we made it in the sink. I'd be like, what? Gross. Uh, I don't know how clean your sink is. Ugh. Nasty. It's just like that guy on TikTok. You can't eat at everybody's house. No. You just can't. <laughs> no. Next one. The first time my partner made me dinner, we when we had just started dating, it was a sweet gesture, but probably one of the worst meals I've ever had. Everything was boiled to death. Boiled frozen vegetables, boiled potatoes. If he hadn't picked up the roasted chicken from the local grocery store that was pre-cooked, I'm sure that would have been boiled too. Nothing was seasoned either. When I opened his spice cupboard, I found an empty salt shaker, some garlic and onion powder that expired six years before. (laughs) And a bunch of packaged sauces that were well past their expiration dates. He ate everything under a thick layer of ketchup, I mostly ate the chicken and added a ton of butter to the potatoes and mashed them on my plate. Everything was washed down with a good amount of wine. The vegetables were in- inedible and just tasted like mushy tap water. Ugh. We've been together for nine years now, and I've been trying to get him into cooking, but he has no interest in getting better. He can make a passable grilled cheese or fried egg sandwich, and he isn't burning stuff on the grill anymore, but I still cook 99% of the time. <laughs> That's funny. Next one. I was invited to a friend's house for a barbecue and they said they were serving chicken. We got there and I asked if I could help get the chicken ready or anything else. Oh, no need. The chicken is already on the grill. The chicken was probably on the grill for 30 minutes and it was boneless, skinless chicken breast. It was so dry and tough that it was basically inedible. There was no seasoning, not even salt and pepper. And I asked... actually had to ask for some kind of sauce to eat it with. I ended up eating it with ketchup. It was nasty. I couldn't believe someone would serve that to guests and feel good about it.
1: What's the deal with no seasoning? I know. I know.
0: You got to make some effort. Next one, they serve lasagna made with one layer of pasta. It was basically just mini chicken nuggets, carrots, peas, and green beans. Ew. The worst part? The pasta was raw. It should have been, or it should have clicked with me when they made it in about 45 minutes. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Gross. Next one, I worked at a restaurant for years, and I've always loved making food at home for my roommate. One morning, out of the blue, my roommate wanted to make me breakfast, which was a nice gesture. I didn't want to intervene, so I let him do everything and just peeked over from time to time. It was a simple meal, eggs, bacon, and toast. How can you fuck that up? (laughs) He went through the whole carton of eggs because he kept burning them. He ruined the pan by scraping it with a butter knife. He somehow managed to burn a lot of the toast in the process. He also burned the bacon multiple times, causing the house to fill with smoke. He just kept cooking. Once I realized he wasn't going to do anything about the smoke, I opened the windows and doors and turned the fan on. By that point, I was already eyeing the fire extinguisher just in case. Then it hit me. He had never cooked a meal in his life. Oh, my gosh. That's cute, but (laughs) (laughs) Next one, I went to my best friend's house for dinner. Her mom took two big fat chicken breasts and dumped an entire bottle of Frank's Red Hot Sauce on them, then stuck the chicken in the microwave. An hour later, I was served a pink lump of meat with no sides. Ugh. Ugh. Gross. Next one, I swear my grandmother goes out of her way to make the easiest recipes a complete disaster. Once, I gave her a dump-and-go crockpot recipe for Mongolian beef. I thought it would be impossible for her to screw it up. Flank steak sliced and coated in cornstarch, then thrown in water with soy sauce, brown sugar, and some shredded carrots. All she had to do was set it on high for two to three hours, and it would be done. Nope. She picked the absolute cheapest cut of meat she could find. She didn't have cornstarch, so she just dumped a bunch of flour, uh, then added, forgot to add the water. She also didn't feel like getting her crockpot out, but didn't just, but didn't adjust the recipe accordingly. She just simmered it for three hours because it's the same thing. Oh. It was completely inedible because the steak was so tough and covered in clumpy soy flour bombs. I had, uh, to add insult to injury, instead of acknowledging her mistake, she complained that the recipe was bad. Oh my
1: gosh! Wow, that sounds disgusting. Yeah.
0: And my last one, I had an old friend back in college who claimed to be vegan. I didn't understand this, since she drank regular milk and ate cheese, which are clearly not vegan. One time, she invited me over for lunch and decided to make a vegan omelet. I'm not a vegan, but I'm always trying new dishes. I know there are options for egg substitutes out there, so I thought she would use one of those. Nope. She dissolved a whole box of saltine crackers in milk, sauteed some veggies in a pan then dumped the soggy cracker concoction into it she cooked it for a few minutes added some cheese then divided it in half and served it to me on a plate i've had some good very good vegan dishes in my life but that was definitely not one of them oh my that is gross <laughs> that's disgusting oh my god and
1: those were mine
0: <laughs> for the beginning <laughs>
1: Okay, I'm finishing up what I did uh, last week, which is the unsolved mysteries. Okay. And we're starting off with the doozy, because I don't know how to say this. It's the Beast of Guvaden, maybe? In the mid-18th century, women and children were found torn apart, dismembered, or decapitated in the quiet French province of Guvaden. These were the first of nearly a hundred attacks perpetrated by a mysterious animal dubbed as the Beast of Guvadin. What? Okay. But they were, they were decapitated and dismembered? They were torn apart, dismembered, or decapitated. And it was just... And it just says women and children. Hmm. I don't think that was no beast. No. That sounds a little sus to me. Yeah. Flight 19 on December 5th of 1945, the flight 19, the five TBF Avengers was lost with 14 airmen. And before losing radio contact off the coast of Southern Florida, the flight leader was reportedly heard saying, everything looks strange. Even the ocean we are entering white water. Nothing seems right to make things even stranger PBM Mariner Buno, I don't know, 59225 had also lost with, airmen, with 13 airmen on the same day while searching for Flight 19, and they all have never been found again. What? That is so weird. I've been watching um, um, Expedition Unknown. Oh, yeah? And that was one of the stories. Really? Yeah, they were trying to find these. These weird pushes. that is super weird and the fact when they said white water was it an ocean were they flying over an ocean um well it said it was off the coast of southern Florida
0: okay because I have heard and I don't know if it's true or not but I heard that the only reason the ocean is blue to us is because it's reflecting the sky
1: yeah so
0: if it was white water, I wonder if that was just
1: reflecting something that was white, you know what I mean? Hmm, I don't know. Interesting. Kuldara village vanished overnight. There's a village named Kuldara in Rahestan, Rahestan India, that dates, <laughs> <shut up. laughs> that dates back to the 13th century, but no one has lived there since 1825. When all its residents seemingly vanished overnight. No one knows how or why this happened, though there are a few eerie theories. So weird. It's so weird when that happens. I know. How can an entire village disappear? So, like, what the fuck? Yeah, I don't know. Creepy. The USS Stein Monster. In 1978, the U.S. Navy ship USS Stein was apparently attacked by an unknown species of giant squid. Almost all cuts on the sonar dome contain remains of the sharp curved claws that are found on the rims of the suction cups of some squid tentacles. Scientists found these claws were much larger than those of any discovered squid species.
0: Oh, my God. Look how big this. I know. Holy. Oh, my God. That is exactly why the ocean is so terrifying. I almost bought
1: you this picture. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh no.
1: I was at, it was at Hobby Lobby, and they were having like a, it was a 90% off sale. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I was going down that aisle. It was like a clearance aisle. Uh-huh. And there was this picture, and it was one of those ones where you, when you move it certain ways, it the picture changes. Yeah, <laughs> it was of a surfer, and you know, surfing in the ocean. Yeah, and when you just flipped it, it had this big shark <laughs> <laughs> like coming right towards I it. I would
0: have thrown that at you. <laughs> i been like, oh, I did. I've been like, oh look, a surfer. Thanks, Jody. And then I would turn it and throw it. <laughs> I stood there for a good 10 minutes <laughs> debating
1: on whether to get it or not. Oh, my God. You suck.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. That is terrifying. I can't even think about that. That is, I, I hate that.
1: <laughs> I do, too, but I thought it would have been funny. <laughs> Cicada 3301 for over 2 years amateur crypto crypt, oh my god cryptographers <laughs> have struggled with Cicada 3301 a kind of internet scavenger hunt that relies on advanced code breaking and a working knowledge of things like obscure medieval literature and Mayan numerology to unlock progress clues Who's behind the puzzle is unclear, although many enthusiasts believe it's a large, well-funded, and shadowy organization trying to recruit into its membership. What is behind the mystery we may never know. Weird. The Williska Axe Murders. On the night of June tenth, 1912, in the quiet town of Williska, Iowa, the Moore family returned from a night at church. The two parents and their four children, plus two girls from a neighboring family who were sleeping over, settled down to sleep. The next morning, the neighbors found all eight of them hacked to death with an axe. There was no sign of forced entry, and only one child was found out of bed. It's believed that the murderer had climbed into the attic while they were at church and waited for everyone to fall asleep before coming downstairs to commit the crime. One of the only clues was a pile of cigarette butts in the attic. Though there have been several suspects over the years, a bitter business partner, a suspected lover, a traveling preacher, who confessed but didn't know any details of the crime scene, and more than one drifter, the case has never been solved. The house is supposedly haunted by both the family and the man who committed the crimes. It's horrifying. Yes. The missing lighthouse keepers. On a remote island off the coast of Scotland, three lighthouse keepers lived and worked in a peaceful environment. On December 26, 1900, a supply ship arrived and found the island eerily deserted. From a diary found inside the abandoned lighthouse, they began to piece together a strange and still unsolved mystery. Two of the three waterproof coats were missing, dinner was left half eaten on the table, The log described a great and terrible storm, one that had terrified one of the keepers into muteness, and reduced another to inconsolable tears. They sat together while the storm raged. The thought is that the three of them were swept out to sea during the storm, never to be seen or heard from again. But why wouldn't they have been safe in the lighthouse? Why would a storm, even a bad one, reduce such seasoned mariners to tears? Why would one of them have left the lighthouse without a coat in December? And why would all three have left their posts together? They wouldn't. That's the... What the fuck? That is... That gave me chills.
0: That is like... That made... Like, when you were reading that, I kept picturing, like, them huddling in this storm that had some sort of portal in it or something that swept them away. Because if... if they were, if people were swept away in a storm, um, so would the coat that was left. Yeah. So would the food that was sitting on the table, and
1: half eaten. It makes no sense. Nope. That is so weird. Sodder children just evaporated. On Christmas Eve, December 24, 1945, a fire destroyed the solder home in Fayetteville, West Virginia, United States. At the time, it was occupied by George Sauter, his wife Jenny, and nine of their ten children. During the fire, George, Jenny, and four of the nine children escaped. The bodies of the other five children were never found, either alive or dead. In 1967, the Sauters got a photo in the mail, supposedly of their now adult son, Louis, but the detective they hired to look into it disappeared himself. The oh, Sodders believed for the rest of their lives that the five missing children survived. Weird. I didn't know the person... Yeah, that's weird. Holy shit. That is fucking I don't think weird. I've ever heard that before. I didn't either. And I've heard the story yeah. a lot of times. Me too. Hmm. Creepy. Disappearance of Frederick Valentick. On October 21st, 1978, when Frederick Valentick, a 20-year-old Australian pilot, was flying from Melbourne... He disappeared without a trace. He reported that a giant metal circular object was hovering above his plane, and air traffic control told him there was no other traffic on the, on the route. Radio cuts out after a loud metal screeching sound, and he was never seen again. The Australian government scrapped the documents of the event and the radio recording after it was accidentally aired on public radio. They told Frederick's father that they will allow him to see his son's body on the basis that he never tells anyone about what happened, and the media made up a fake story that the guy was obsessed with aliens, thus taking away his credibility for what he reported. That didn't make any sense. said he disappeared without a trace, but then they told his father that they would let him see his son's body.
0: Hmm. Maybe they did find him.
1: But he was mangled or something, I don't know, weird. I don't know. The Max Headroom Broadcast Signal Intrusion This television signal hijacking incident is one of the most popular unsolved mysteries you will find on the internet, and there's a reason why there's a Wikipedia page dedicated to it. (laughs) On November 22nd of 1987, a Chicago television was airing an episode of Doctor Who when its broadcast was hijacked. An unidentified person wearing Max Headroom accessories appeared on the screen for 90 seconds, scaring the viewers who were up late (laughs) night watching the show. The incident made national headlines, but despite mass attention, the hijackers were never identified. Who put Bella in the witch elm? In 1943 in England, four boys found a skeleton in a large witch elm as gruesome as the discovery was the investigators found even darker pieces of evidence in the case the cause of death was suffocation and the body was placed in the elm when it was still warm but when strange graffiti started appearing in crooks of the town with the question who put Bella in the witch elm the town turned into a living nightmare making it one of those unsolved mysteries that never got an answer
0: haven't didn't they discover like graffiti like that recently or kind of recently too like it has been happening ever since
1: i don't know the mystery of the carol a deering january 31st 1921 the ship was sailing around north carolina when one of the men contacted captain jacobson of the cape lookout lighthouse he said that they had lost all anchors and the crew was acting insane But due to bad weather, they couldn't reach the ship that day. When they arrived to check the situation after a couple days, every crew member was gone and nobody knew how or where. Till today, the whereabouts of those people remain an unsolved mystery. Holy
0: shit. That's
1: weird. Julia. Julia is a sound recorded on March 1st, 1999 by the U.S. National Oceanic, Oceanic and Atmospheric... Administration, or the NOAA. NOAA said the source of the sound was most likely a large iceberg that had run aground off Antarctica. Antarctica. However, pictures from NASA's Apollo 33A5 shows a large shadow swaying through the southwest section of Cape Cadre at the same time of the recorded sound, although still to be classified the pictures apparently provide information that is unknown that this unknown shadow is two times larger than the empire state building uh, what shit. the fuck didn't
0: they discover that those were fish farts
1: i think it's a different thing oh okay
0: that's that is horrific
1: what was the shadow I was hoping it was like a school of tuna, like a bunch of fish. I'm sure they would known if it was. Uh, that I will never even go by the ocean
0: again. <laughs> I don't care. It's beautiful, sure. No, thank you. I can look at pictures just fine. Ugh. That is horrifying. What did that it is... say three times the the
1: size two of two times? larger than the empire state building
0: hell no there's
1: no way there would be a school of fish that big
0: oh my well, then what the fuck I is it i don't
1: know
0: if a school of fish can't be that big oh my god that
1: i mean maybe it could but oh
0: my god well you know how big tuna are or can get to
1: yeah and if there's a but... big school of them but it seems that's something that we know about, so they would know what, so- what sound yeah. it would make. Yeah. Oh my God, that's horrifying. I, I can't. <laughs> the case of Elisa Lamb. <clears throat> Elisa Lamb went missing on January 31st, 2013, from, from Los Angeles. She was last seen in a security camera at the Cecil Hotel, a hotel known to have very gruesome past. In CCTV footage, she can be seen walking into the elevator, looking like she was trying to hide from somebody. The doors wouldn't shut, and she appeared to be talking to somebody. Then the, sh- the doors shut and opened again, and she was not there. She walked away. Weeks later, hotel occupants complained that the water had a weird odor no. and tasted odd. No. Hotel management checked the water tank only to discover Elisa Lamb's rotting body, floating on I guess it's supposed to be in the tank water the door to the hotel roof was locked and the tank was sealed shut there was no way to explain how she ended up in the tank the strange death of Elisa Lamb has been haunting people since 2013 officially the case is closed concluding she was experiencing some kinds of psychotic episodes but the eerie mysteries surrounding her death still continue it is eerie yeah who and where is DB Cooper? Mm-hmm. On November 24th of 1971, DB Cooper, Dan Cooper, hijacked a Boeing 727 and successfully extorted two hundred thousand dollars in ransom money, worth a million dollars today, from the U.S. government. He drank a whiskey, smoked a fag, which is what they used to call cigarettes. That well, they, that's what they call them in like oh the UK and yeah, okay. Everybody used to call him that. They did?
0: Yeah. Oh.
1: And parachuted from the plane with the negotiated money. He was never seen or heard from again, and the ransom money was never used. In 1980, a young boy on vacation with his family in Oregon found several packets of the ransom money, identifiable by serial number, leading to an intense search of the area for Cooper or his remains. Nothing was ever found... Later in 2017, a parachute strap was found at one of Cooper's possible landing sites, which Josh Gates was the one that found that.
0: No shit? Yeah. Oh my I just God. watched
1: it. What the fuck? <laughs> it's a whisker. The green children of Woolpit. In the village of Woolpit in so-, so-, so... I hate this word. Suffolk. So- 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 suffolk suffolk (laughs) england sometime in the 12th century two otherworldly looking children green as a leaf appeared one morning and baffled everyone with their odd dressing and behaviors the boy and girl neither could inform their rescuers about the place they came from or even tell their names because they did not speak any known language they refused to eat anything but raw beans The boy died shortly after, but the girl grew up to lose her green color and learn to speak English. She explained that they came from a land with no sunlight called St. Martin's Land. They didn't know how they got to this new land. However, modern researchers dismiss the mystery of the green children by saying it's just folklore. That is so weird. That is weird. Where the fuck did they come from? The Lost Colony of Roanoke... In 19, er, 19. <laughs> in 1587, John White led a group of people from Britain to, to found an English colony settling on Roanoke Island, one of a chain of barrier islands now known as the Outer Banks of North Carolina. White left for more supplies, but on his return three years later, he found the colony meticulously abandoned with all houses and fortifications dismantled with care. Before he'd left the colony, White had instructed the colonists that if they were taken by force, they were to carve a cross into a nearby tree. But there was no cross. The only clue was the word Croatoan. The name of a native tribe allied with the English, which was carved into a post. White took this to mean that the colonists had moved to Croatoan Island, which is now known as Hatteras. Ensuing investigations turned up claims that the colonists had been slaughtered by the Powhatan tribe, but there is no archaeological evidence of this, and a recent re-examination of the primary sources indicates that any massacre that occurred was not of this particular group of colonists, but rather a group of colonists who had arrived earlier. More enduring theories involve integration between the colonists and the Croatoans or other local tribes, But so far, no DNA evidence has positively identified any descendants of the colony. Scientists still can't explain this enigmatic mystery. Oh my God. The case of Bobby Dunbar. In 1912, a four-year-old boy named Bobby Dunbar went missing on a family trip. Eight months later, he was found and reunited with his family. Nearly a hundred years later, his descendants' DNA proved that the child reunited with the Dunbar family was not Bobby, but rather a boy named Charles. What? Anderson, who resembles Bobby. Then what happened to the real Bobby Dunbar?
0: Oh my God, what?
1: That's crazy. Why
0: would some kid just be like, hey, I'm...
1: Yeah, I don't know. Weird. I don't know. The Strange Case of the Silent Twins... June and Jennifer Gibbons were identical twins born in the month of April of 1963. They became known as the Silent Twins as they chose to only speak to each other, even creating a language between themselves so no other person could hear what they were saying. After committing crimes together, which consisted of theft and arson, they were committed to a mental health hospital. While being there for 14 years, Jennifer had sudden heart failure and died. Her death still remains a mystery since there was no poison or drugs in her system. Because of this, June actually started to talk to other people, telling them that her sister had sacrificed herself so she could live a normal life. Weird! What? I don't know. People are so strange. Yes. Disappearance of Jim Sullivan With an affinity for the open road, 35-year-old musician Jim Sullivan set out on a road trip alone in 1975. Leaving behind his wife and son in Los Angeles, he was en route to Nashville in his Volkswagen Beetle. It's reported that he checked into La Mesa Hotel in Santa Rosa, New Mexico, but he didn't sleep there. Then the next day, he was spotted nearly 30 miles away from the motel at a ranch but was seen walking away from his car that contained his guitar, money, and all his worldly possessions. Sullivan vanished without a trace. Sullivan had previously released his first album titled UFO in 1969 and conspiracy theorists all jump at the idea that he got abducted by aliens. Weird. Uh, It sounded like he just didn't want to be a husband and Yeah, and at that time, you could disappear without a trace. Yeah. Yuki Onishi just vanished into thin air. What? I was thinking, (laughs) this poor guy
0: did get abducted by aliens. We're like, prick. (laughs) Just didn't want to be with his family. (laughs) But nine times out of ten. If that's
1: that's actually the case, we're sorry, but (laughs) until we know for sure, you suck. um on april 29 2005 yuki onishi a five-year-old japanese girl was digging up bamboo shoots to celebrate greenery day after finding her first shoot and showing it to her mother she ran off to find more about 20 minutes later her mother realized she was not with the other diggers and a search began a police dog was brought in to track the missing girl's scent it reached a spot in the nearby forest and then stopped Four other dogs were brought in and all led the search party to the same exact spot. No trace, no trace of Yuki has ever been found. It's as if she vanished into thin air. Oh, poor Yuki. What the heck? I think this is the last one. The Dog Suicide Bridge. Near the village of Milton in West Dunbartonshire, Scotland, There exists a bridge known as Overton Bridge that, for some unknown reasons, has been attracting suicidal dogs since the early 60s. According to the reports, more than 600 dogs have jumped off the bridge to their deaths. Even stranger are the accounts of dogs who had survived only to return to the same spot of the bridge for a second attempt. Once the Scottish Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals had sent their representatives to investigate the whole matter, but they were they too were stumped by the cause of that strange behavior and ended up attempting to jump off the bridge. Somehow, they were able to save themselves, but the suicidal phenomena of the Overton Bridge has remained a big mystery. Wait, so the people who were investigating wanted to jump? That's what it sounded like that the representatives have investigated on there, but they were too stumped by the cause of that strain. yeah yeah, that's what it says cause my first thought
0: I was like well because you know how um dogs can hear like the whistle thingies that we can't hear mm-hmm. I thought well maybe there's some sort of sound that attracts them that we can't hear because their hearing is so much better than ours but if people are like mysteriously jumping from that bridge
1: too that I don't is, know if that's right. Maybe they brought dogs there that May, yeah, that wanted to jump.
0: But that would be my thought. Like, there's some sort of noise that we just can't hear that yeah. is attracting them. That would make sense. Okay, I have some spine-chilling stories people have shared, too. Cool. Woke up to a weird feeling and saw an opaque silhouette of a little boy standing on the other side of the apartment staring at me. I turned on the light and it was gone. When I turned the light off, I saw it again. Flipped the light back on and went over there to make sure there was nothing that could cause a shadow. And there was nothing there that could have created that specific shape. And it was standing in the pathway between the couch and the wall. So it couldn't have been a shadow. I turned the light off again and it was there. I flipped it back on and slept with the light on for the rest of the night. Couldn't sleep without the light on for days. Hell yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to either. Yeah, that's creepy. That's like that scary movie that lights out.
1: They turn the light off and there's creepy creature mm-hmm. there. I'm sure I saw that, but I don't remember.
0: Next one, I had a phase in my mid-teens when I would read the obituaries in the local newspaper. I saw a name that was familiar, as it was the same name as a family friend. It had his full first, middle, and last name. I didn't say anything to my parents, since I figured they already knew. A few days later, my mom told me that he had had died, and I said I knew since I saw his obit. She said he died last night in his sleep. I went back through the newspapers. My mom kept them for a week before throwing them out. But the obit wasn't there. When the real obit came out, it had his first and last name, but just his middle initial. This was almost 40 years ago, and I still think about it.
1: That's crazy. That is crazy.
0: Next one. This didn't happen to me, but a very nice old man and his wife used to live a few streets over from us. Well, she got very sick, and his son flew in to help watch and care for her. A few weeks later, she moved to hospice and and later died. The night she died, her husband and son drove home, and they were talking about what to do for the funeral, and the husband asked, do you think she'd want some person to attend? And they both said they heard the dead mom-slash-wife in the back seat say, no thank you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like, I don't like that, bitch.
0: <laughs> Next one, I don't know if you'd call it supernatural, but it was freaky, and I still don't understand it. I was in the kitchen, cleaning up, waiting for my kid's bus. I saw it pull up and saw him get off. He didn't come in, but he'd start playing around by hiding under the window and jump out to scare me and say boo, so I thought that's what he was doing. But I walked out and he wasn't there. I called his name and looked around the house, thinking he was hiding from me, but I couldn't find him. I circled the house, calling for him, and the parent panic set in. It probably only lasted 90 seconds, but it felt like a lot longer. Then his bus pulled up, and he got off.
1: That's weird.
0: That is weird. Brains are weird. Next one. There was this place in my hometown called Old Town, which is an area they had to evacuate because a mine was there, and it made the area unsafe due to sinkholes and whatnot. I was in class in middle school called Environmental Adventures, where you did stuff outdoors, and we went to Old Town to do some geocaching. While the class was on a rocking chair on a concrete foundation where a house used to be. She was dressed like an old-timey old lady, like Muriel from Cure, Courage the Cowardly Dog. She was rocking back and forth, talking to herself while, we, while she stared into the woods, not looking at us once. We found the geocache a little down the road, turned around, and her and the rocking chair had disappeared. There was no way that she could have gotten away that fast toting a rocking chair without us seeing her. We were only at the geocache for like five minutes. Confused everybody. Weirdest shit ever.
1: Creepy.
0: Ghost. Next one woke up in the middle of the night to a man standing next to the bed staring at my significant other. He was slightly translucent and I figured it was just another sleep paralysis episode. I'd had them before so I knew the drill. I rolled over and went back to sleep. Normally... Being able to move isn't part of sleep paralysis, so immediately my heart began to race and I realized I need to roll over and check what I saw. The person was still standing there staring at my significant other, then he made contact with me. Eye contact with me. Stared at me for a while while turning around and walking to the wall, slowly fading away with each step. The next morning my significant other wakes up looking like shit and said she got the worst night's sleep because she kept having the feeling that someone was watching her. Glad we no longer live in that house.
1: Creepy. I wonder who it was. It's creepy. Why do they just stare?
0: What is that? I don't know. Next one. One night I had a dream about my grandpa who had died almost 20 years prior. We were in his home and he kept telling me we need to clean the house. We need to get the house ready. When I asked him why, he just said she's coming home. My grandma, his wife of 50 years, died the next day. Aww scary nice but scary next one early into my now wife and i's relationship i had a dream about her in childbirth very vivid and long like i spent days in the hospital with her and everything was in a strange twilight when it came time to deliver things went very wrong and she and our baby ended up passing away i woke up quite shook naturally but brushed it off I am a nurse and have had to deal with traumatic OB situations before and I chalked it up to me dealing with that stress through a dream. Six years later and my wife is pregnant. I have forgotten the dream by now. I get a call late into the third trimester while I'm on a shift. Wife is going to the ER for a bad blood pressure. I get off my shift and go to meet her. As soon as I step into the room, I remember my dream. It's the same damn room which is extra spooky because the hospital we were at wasn't even built when I had the dream. This happened right when lockdown started. My wife is admitted and they want to wait a week to deliver if possible. Meanwhile, she will keep in a twilight state until that time. So it's me in this room, eerily isolated as the world around us is frozen and my wife is incoherent mere feet away. Lingering for days in this room, I brushed off my dream trying to manage my anxiety and stress, Come showtime, my wife gets ready to begin pushing, and it's exactly the same scenario as my dream. Things start going poorly, but the doctor thinks delivery is still possible. But at this point, I finally freak out into full panic and demand a C-section for my wife. I can tell the doctor wants to argue, but I think my outburst made her step back and reassess the situation, and she made the call for an emergency C-section. Took 10 minutes for me to get taken back as I'm in the OR, I see my baby come out lifeless. They do everything they can and manage to resuscitate her. In the meantime, my wife is doing poorly and they are scrambling to control her bleeding. I follow the baby out knowing there's really nothing I can do. Baby gets life flighted to another hospital, but before we go, I see my wife stable and headed to the ICU. Both my wife and baby are critical, but alive. Today they are both thriving and my baby is 16 months and just a tornado of energy. I don't know that they would be alive if not for that dream, and it causes me to freak out and demand a change in plan.
1: That is crazy. That is crazy.
0: They totally saw the future.
1: Yeah, something. That is... And, like,
0: would they have died if he didn't freak
1: out on the doctor? I think so. Oh, my God.
0: Next one, I was biking down a country road I used to live on. I think I was eight or nine, and on my way home, I saw this small, humanoid-looking thing run across the road from one crop field into a cornfield. The only details I could make out, and I still vividly remember, was that it was completely covered in yellow from neck to feet, and I think it had green on its head. I told my mom about it, and all she could come up with was something about Cabbage Patch Kids. (laughs) (laughs) Never saw that thing again, but I think about it from time to time. Creepy. I don't think it
1: was a Cabbage Patch Kid. <laughs> I don't either.
0: That's so funny, though. It's such a mom thing. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, It's probably a Cabbage Patch Kid. Go to bed. <laughs> okay, next one. Many years ago, my parents had separated, and my father was planning to take a trip across the country to California. He was pretty excited about it, I talked to him the day before he was leaving, wish him well, and tell him I'll talk to him after he gets to California. The day of his trip, he calls me and tells me he decided last minute not to go. Refuses to really get into why. Just says he changed his mind. Seemed really odd for something that he had been planning for a couple of months. That night, I'm sitting at my girlfriend's house and we're watching the news, and they report that U.S. Air Flight 1493, the flight my dad was supposed to be on, collided with another aircraft while landing in Los Angeles. About 25% of the people on the flight were killed. Hard to know how my dad would have made it out because it really depended on where you were sitting, front versus back of the plane. It was several months before he finally told me that the night before he was supposed to leave, he had an extremely vivid dream that he died in a fiery plane crash, so vivid that it scared him out of flying that day. My dad is a Marine Corps and Vietnam veteran who saw combat. I can only imagine how vivid this dream must have been to scare him out of getting on that plane that morning. It had had to have been fucking crazy.
1: It had to have have felt so real that it scared him. That's creepy.
0: Next one. I was very young when all this happened, so I don't have the clearest memories of it. But in the room i grew up in apparently i used to scream bloody murder all night because the thing watching me in my room i have very hazy memories of being comforted by my parents and i can also remember the feeling i had of knowing i was being watched well when my dad finally paid off that mortgage to the house and received the deed we found out the last owner had died in that room no idea if these events are connected Whenever my husband has stayed in that house, he's always actively avoided that room and I prefer to stay away from it as well. Yeah, I would too. Yeah, creepy. Next one back in 2010, my family and I lived in a really nice home out in the woods and there was always weird things that happened in that home that was unexplainable. One day I was coming up from the stairs, coming up the stairs from my basement. And as I rounded the corner, I saw a shadowy figure run up the stairs from the main floor to the top floor. I only saw from the corner of my eye and the figure was gone in an instant. Fast forward a couple years, I moved on to college and my parents decided to sell the house to downsize. They had just done the repainting of the walls and I asked my cousin if she could take a picture so I could see how the new walls looked. She took a picture in the back of our living room facing the front of the house. Which just so happened to have the staircase to the right. And in the picture was that same shadow I had seen a year prior. She was the only one in the house when the picture was taken and it looks like the shadow is looking right at her.
1: Eww. Mm. Creepy. Don't like
0: it. Next one. I was out with my parents and we were late coming back home. At around, around 2.30am we were at a traffic signal and a homeless guy comes up and knocks on the window of the seat where my mother was sitting. As she rolled down the window to give him money, he said, Check what is happening at your brother's house. Then proceeded to take the money and walk away. Probably thinking he was a bit crazy in the head, we didn't bother and went home. Next morning, my mom gets a call from her brother's wife. He had had a heart attack at 2.30 a.m. Creepy.
1: I would have called just to check. Yeah.
0: But again, I mean, it's really, really late at night. You don't want to bother them because some guy
1: you know it, yeah but I don't know that I don't know that's just weird it is
0: weird <laughs> uh, next one when I was a kid about 10 or 12 ish I was carrying a load of laundry upstairs home alone while mom was out doing errands we have this weird carpet runner over our hardwood stairs that's only really attached at the top of the flight and otherwise not fitted or secured to each individual stair with my vision obscured by the laundry, this led me to step on an air bubble on the carpet, which caused me to fall backward while bear-hugging a bunch of blankets. I specifically remember thinking, well, I guess I'm about to die. While well, almost airborne, uh, with just my big toe left on the carpet, when I felt two hands, one on either side of my shoulder blades, give me a firm shove that launched me back up on the step and diagonally against the stair rail. I assume my mom somehow silently came back early without announcing herself so i turned around to thank her while still clinging on to the railing but no one was there i scurried upstairs and put my things down while calling her name and walked the house afterward to check if any doors were unlocked or if her car was there i finally resorted to calling her cell where she told me she was hitting up a few more stores i still feel like there was a presence on that stairwell like someone's watching but in a protective way other than sinisterly the guardian angel. Is. Next one. I was home alone in high school. It looked like car headlights were shining through our kitchen door, which didn't make sense because it was next to a field. I looked at the kitchen door, and the lights were coming from about fifty feet off the ground. It was a row of three white lights and one red light. I opened the door, and there was complete silence, and the whole field was lit up. I closed the door quickly, turned around, and it was gone. Yeah. Creepy. What? That's weird. Yeah. Next one, I had a premonition I'd be involved in a car accident one morning on the way to work as I got out of bed. It was very strange, and I considered taking an alternate route, but did not. As I got in- onto the highway, it was raining, and a car flew past me, hydroplaned, and slammed into my car. Hmm. Should have listened. Yeah. Next one, when I was around six years old, I was walking down the stairs. No one was behind me, and all of a sudden, I remember getting chills then feeling a faint hand on my shoulder before I basically got pushed down the stairs. I was all right, just a few cuts and bruises, nothing serious, but I still remember the feeling of the invisible hand on my shoulder, and it haunts me. Creepy.
1: That is very creepy. And rude. Yeah. (laughs) Can't be creepy and rude (laughs) at the same time.
0: Next one, as my great-grandfather passed away, my aunt and uncle had an unopened voicemail on their landline answering machine. When they listened to the voicemail, it sounded exactly like my great-grandpa saying, God help me, before it faded off. Mm. The thing that trips me out the most is how my aunt and uncle requested a log of their incoming and outgoing calls, and there were no calls logged in from that time frame. I've heard the voicemail, so bananas.
1: That just, that's horrible.
0: It is. It is. And this is my last one. I grew up in a very rural area, mostly crop farms everywhere. About a mile from my parents' house, there was this old abandoned farmhouse that all the area kids said was haunted. They would sneak into the house after dark, all the typical stupid kid crap. But I believe there are things in this world better left alone and never went. Years passed, the house fell into disrepair and was eventually torn down, leaving just an old weathered barn. Well, I make a little side money selling photos of abandoned places, so I wanted to take a picture of the barn. I parked on the road and was walking up the drive. I made it about 10 feet before I could not walk any farther. My feet wouldn't move forward. My adrenaline spiked and I burst into tears. So I turned back and ran to my car. I didn't feel safe until I got past a nearby creek. You have to cross to get there. I let it go but a few months later we had to drive past the property after having Christmas dinner with my parents and there was a creature standing in the driveway. It reminded me of the fawn from Pan's Labyrinth, just super tall with a wide head and horns or antlers but the eyes were more on the side of its head. Again adrenaline kicked in and I burst into tears but I was trying to keep it together because I didn't want to freak out my kids. My husband asked if I was okay and I just said, you saw that right? Yep. Was it human? Nope. I refused to drive down that road ever again. Ew, what the hell? Creepy. I don't fucking know.
1: Those are mine for the week. Ugh. All right. It's time for the witty wrap up. Yay, witty wrap up. All right. I did funny tweets. Oh, there we go. So excited for my kids to return to school so I can spend my free time reading the 50 emails their school sends each day. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't miss those <laughs> six year old unsuspecting how many minutes are in one year me musical theater nerd who came of age in 90s my moment has arrived <laughs> <laughs> that's great <laughs> Six hours into a a six-and-a-half-hour road trip, my six-year-old says she's homesick, so there's that. Oh, God! (laughs) My toddler's daycare apparently uses the cleanup song. My husband and I discovered this yesterday when we started singing it, and it activated our kid like she was a sleeper agent, and she immediately started putting her toys away. (laughs) Why didn't I know about the cleanup song? (laughs) Yeah, no shit! Really useful, apparently. My six-year-old is sick with a cough, so I told him gargling with warm salt water can help. He looked at me and said, I'm not going all the way to the ocean right now. <laughs> I have a cold. <laughs> my daughter gave me coupons for my birthday with topics like daddy-daughter lunch and daddy-daughter ice cream shop. It's so sweet. She wants to spend some time and my money with me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, She's like, hmm, what do I want to do? What do, do I want to do? <laughs> Daddy, do you want to go with me and pay for it? <laughs> it's amazing how much my five-year-old wants to talk about his birthday. The second is someone else's birthday.
0: <laughs> That's such a kid thing.
1: Yeah. My little girl is fiercely independent. She won't even hold hands on a walk because she doesn't need help. <laughs> so when I felt her reach up and gently hold my hand as we walked into the first day of kindergarten, I teared up. Then she dragged it across her slimy nose like a Kleenex.
0: Oh my god!
1: <laughs> Brat? <laughs> my kids have two settings adorable angels and ransacking racco- raccoons. <laughs> My 10-year-old son once told me he doesn't want kids because he doesn't want Cheerios in his car. Kidding not argue. <laughs> Made the mistake of mentioning a radio to my 7-year-old who had no idea what one even is. Had to explain it with terms like Bluetooth speaker and streaming. <laughs> I said that to Tiran the other night. She wanted to take a shower
0: late. And I was like, that's fine, but don't turn your radio on. She was like, oh my God, Mom, radio? <laughs> what?
1: I was like, you know what I meant. <laughs> your radio. <laughs> I don't even know if I have a radio. Uh, I don't have I a don't, radio, I think. I don't have a radio. In my car. Well, that's yeah. It. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> My son discovered that you can have three tabs of Duolingo open for 10 minutes and it will record 30 minutes on his (gasps) teacher's end. Oh my God. My son also discovered that I don't think it's as cool as he thinks it is and now he has to sit next to me for 30 minutes a day when he does his homework. (laughs) Smart ass kids. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Five-year-old told me she'd draw my portrait then asked to look at a photo so she could get my face right. And I don't really know where we go from here. (laughs) All right. Seven-year-old mom, can I tell you the longest dream I had? (laughs) Me. Why don't you write it down so I can absorb it? But first, tell dad. (laughs) (laughs) 50% of my conversations with my kids are about their games. 20% are about what I should buy them next. And the other 23% is complaining about games or what I, did, I, what I did not buy them. Of course. Yeah. Four-year-old accidentally activated Siri on the Apple TV remote and couldn't figure out how to make it go away, so he started shouting, never mind, at the remote.
0: <laughs> That'd be great to walk into. Yeah.
1: Like, uh, what are you doing? My husband came home to find me vacuuming dirt out of the bathtub and had the audacity to ask how the kids were today.
0: (laughs) What the fuck do you
1: think? (laughs) I'm sorry I'm late. My three-year-old decided his shirt was too blue. Oh, my God. My daughter is at a friend's house and they are prank calling me from the landline and holy shit, I've never been more proud. Anyway, gotta go. My refrigerator is running, apparently. (laughs) That's cute. Yeah. When my sister had kids before me and she'd say they were being assholes, I'd be like, whoa. And now I'm like, oh.
0: (laughs) That is a thing, too. Like, before you become parents and you see kids out or like parents being mean to their kids or something Mm -hmm. and you're like oh my god what is wrong with that (laughs) and then after you have kids you're like what did that little motherfucker do (laughs) to deserve or
1: like for that parent to freak out yeah they did something (laughs) and this is my last one one minute you are young and carefree and the next minute your kids are asking for help with their history homework because you were alive in the 1900s
0: oh my god Fuck off. <laughs> That's all I got. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Send in your stories. We need them. GhoulsNightOutPodcast at gmail.com. You can look us up on Facebook, request to join the group, rate, review, subscribe, wherever you listen, and we will talk to you next week. Later. Bye.